Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today, Monday, June 17th, 2019. Hope you all had a good Father's Day. If you, uh, you listen to my recommendation of uh, using the Brave Stack, you might have. Or if you listen to Mark Paquette's recommendation of using Matt Adams, who had a career day with seven RBI, you might have. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. Here with Mark Paquette. Mark, I hope you had a good Father's Day uh, as we look forward to Monday slate tonight. Uh, you may have to have the umbrella out, you know, for uh, some possible thunderstorms. Yes. Uh, New York, Atlanta, uh, I forget, Cincinnati, and there was a game in Baltimore, I believe, right? I, I know I did the weather this morning. Yeah, basically the northeast, the eastern corridor there is going to be dealing with showers and thunderstorms all day. Yeah. Cincinnati and New York and Baltimore look like the three biggest trouble spots. But Atlanta and St. Louis have some issues as well. Yeah, on your weather blog, you said Washington, uh, New York, and Cincinnati. Washington, okay. I knew it was uh, one of those Washington or Baltimore. I forget. Maryland. Had a home game yet. All right. You're in the right state. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia is at Washington tonight. Uh, Jake Arietta, who has performed well at, at some times this year, is going against Patrick Corbin, who is just – not Mets expectations recently. Uh, it, it might might make sense in a tournament to go after Corbin with some of these uh, some of these righty bats here. Uh, you know, you have JT Real Muto at forty one hundred, Reese Hoskins at forty five hundred on DraftKings, and Scott Kingery at forty eight hundred. Uh, also, uh, three three bats right there. I would consider against Corbin, whose price has dropped to eighty two hundred. Uh, on DraftKings as well as based on recent performance. Yeah, he's on a three-game losing streak. I, I think I saw a stat that's like his first three-game losing streak of his career. So his price has dropped accordingly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a strange – do you think he bounces back or do you think he continues to struggle? If you think he continues to struggle, use some Philly bats. You mentioned some righties. you got to make sure Riamuto was in the lineup. I know he uh, – Took a foul ball off the noggin, I believe. No, actually, he was in the groin Saturday and had the day off yesterday for it. So just make sure we follow Jaguar Lou's blog and make sure he's in the lineup. But, yeah, Scott Kingery is one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball and is really living up to his potential. So if you think Corbin is going to get knocked around, use some righties like Kingery. What about uh, going against Arietta tonight? How do you feel about that? Man, I mean, Arietta is – he's certainly not – the Jake from 2015 where he won the Cy Young with the Cubs, but he isn't the Jake from last year either where he was getting knocked around on a regular basis up and down. Uh, I mean, he's certainly not going to win you at GPP. He's not going to go off for 60 or 70 points like Trevor Bauer did yesterday, but he could be a, a consistent, pretty high floor guy. So maybe a cash pitcher. Yeah. I'm probably going to go with Corbin in the tournament because, uh, He's not pitching well, but he could turn it around at any time. But uh, it, I, I think you're taking a risk either way. You just don't know what what Corbin you're going to get. The Tampa Bay Rays are at the New York Yankees. You have Yanni Chirinos against Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, two good lineups here, so I'm not looking for pitching on either side. Uh, Chirinos has not been bad. You know, this is a game I almost want to avoid. Yeah, so first glance, as I always say when I'm on with you, Scott, is I do a prelim lineup. And Torinos, and this is for FanDuel, obviously. You're a DK guy. I'm a FanDuel guy. Um, 
He was my starting pitch. I play on I play on Fanduel too sometimes. A little bit, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to put words in your mouth. That's but okay. He's extremely affordable on Fanduel. He's sixty five hundred dollars. He's been really good. The issues are tonight. He's in New York, obviously. The Yankees are a very good hitting team, and pretty hard to believe how well offensively they are when they have to send down Clint Frazier. Just let that sink in. Um, but weather's an issue too. That he could very, we could see some delays in New York tonight, and that would mess with Chirinos as well. So that's something we'll. I'll have to digest as we get closer to lock. A, is it worth using him against the Yankees lineup? And B, is there a high enough risk of a potential where he could only go two or three innings? So the Angels are at the Blue Jays. Uh, not two two lineups you you think about stacking, but uh, I think you have to. You know, with two pitchers that they're throwing out there, Felix Pena versus Edwin Jackson. Uh, a few Blue Jays, I'm, I'm going to think that the Blue Jays scored a season-high 12 runs on, on Sunday uh, against Houston. Rowdy Talese, uh, uh hit his 10th home run, and he's only 3,400 on DraftKings. So there's, there's definitely one lefty bat that uh, I like from there. Uh, Freddie Galvis also went yard yesterday. He's just 3,800. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there are those, those are two bats you consider right, right, you know, right away against Pena, but I, I'd pretty much be willing to throw any bat in there. Uh, you know, Justin Smoke is, uh, he also hits from the left side. So you can save some money with some Blue Jays, uh, going against Felix Pena. Then of course, we always know we want to stack against Edwin Jackson. Mike Trout is, uh, definitely worth the 5,600 tonight. Uh, you also have Cole Calhoun at 4,200, maybe wanting to redeem himself uh, after being the last out of the game yesterday. You have Justin Bohr, who, uh, you know, is back from the minors recently and went yard a few days ago at 3,800. And, of course, you have Tommy Lestell at 4,700. Yeah, I, I was going to say, holy cow, you're looking at stacking the Blue Jay bats. And I'm like, sign me up for every angel I can against Edward Jackson at Rogers Center there, especially if the the roof is open, uh, which it very well could be. Uh, Justin Upton returns from the DL today. Would you want to use him in a GPP slot? Pretty pricey on FanDuel at thirty seven hundred, but yeah, I mean you could be looking at Trout, Otani, Lastella at three thousand on FanDuel, Calhoun. You mentioned three thousand on FanDuel. This just could be a game where you just look to game stack both sides because, like you said, Pena really isn't stretched out. We'll probably get into the bullpen early, and I'm not an expert on how the Angels' bullpen is is rested or beat uh, pitching right now. But anytime you get into a bullpen, you have the potential to uh, have some runs being scored. Yeah, I've been waiting for Umpton to come back in my seasonal league, and I can yeah. finally put him back in there. But uh, you know, this is—I would only use him as a tournament play. Right. He's yeah. obviously not safe, but uh, if he does get a home run right away. You know, he can make a difference there. Uh, Luis Castillo, $10,000 uh, pitching at home against the Houston Astros. Castillo is useful against anybody. You know, the Astros are not fully healthy. Uh, Wade Miley's 8400 You're probably not going to get a lot of strikeouts, but you would like him against this lineup. Uh, you know, I would say outside of Castillo, this might be an avoid game, though. Yeah, Yahoo Fantasy Sports had a great article yesterday about 10 pitchers who are basically pitching better than what their uh, 
pitching their numbers are better than what they should be. One of those was Ryu, so that didn't work out last night as he pitched a good game. But the other, a couple others are Luis Castillo, who his his FIP is 1.3 runs higher than his ERA of 2.2, and Miley, who has a actual ERA of 3.14, but a FIP of 4.30. Now Miley is the classic veteran lefty who's pitching for contact, as you mentioned, not striking out a ton of batters, but keeping his game, his team in the game. That's all they're asking him to do, and he's doing that great. I don't think I want to pick on either pitcher because you get to a point where the FIP says occasionally the FIP is higher than their ERA, much higher, because of they're not striking out a ton of batters. They're, they're stranding batters. Those are signs of a good pitcher. So I don't think I want to use any bats in this game. As compared to arms, much like New York, this is a pretty risky game in terms of an in-game delay. So I'm not sure I'm going to go there either. Mets heard the Braves. Uh, Zach Wheeler going against Mike Soroka. Uh, Wheeler's Wheeler's a guy that uh, you know he's probably pretty much three earned runs every time out of his last start was was uh, one of his worst of the season, uh, and he's always going to give up home runs. So you know there's some there's some power possibilities in this uh, in this Braves lineup. You know the Braves have, have really been hitting for power recently. Uh, Freddie Freeman's 5,200, and Brian McCann, if he's in the lineup, 3,900. Uh, I wouldn't use Nick Markakis for power necessarily. Uh, Ozzie Albies is 4,400, and, uh, you know, he had a big hit yesterday. So I don't know if I'd run a brave stack against Wheeler, but I'd, I'd pick and choose my bats. Mike Soroka had his worst start of the season last time out, but I think he's got a rebound here. Uh, you know, he's been terrific all season long. Here's a spot for him to rebound at home. I like Soroka, 10500 10200 on FanDuel. If you like him, you're going to have to pay up. He's, I believe he's the most expensive arm on the slate. And let me double-check that. But, um, I mean, so you like lefties against Wheeler. That's where his power So you're going to be looking for Freeman. You're going to be looking, like you said, Marcakis doesn't offer a ton of power. I'll, I'll take a CUNA, too, at 4,800. I mean, yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter to me. You have Josh Donaldson, who's coming in home running three straight games, uh, and he's 4,100. So, uh, you know, thanks for reminding me. You know, I like those two guys yeah. as well, too. You know, I think you have about six Braves in double figures in homers, including Dan V. Swanson at 4,300. Yeah, they're just hitting the, the – the ball very well right now as I you mentioned um me asking or telling people to use Adams yesterday and you going with what stack did you mention you mentioned the Braves Braves yeah so I like the other side of that game and I stacked the Phillies and obviously that didn't work as well um but yeah I mean that's a good hitting park there's no doubt about it it's going to be warm it's not extremely humid so it's not midsummer heat yet but it really hasn't had midsummer heat, and we're seeing the runs getting uh, piled up there. But actually, I mean, where in Major League Baseball aren't the runs getting piled up? Well, I guess last night on TV, the runs weren't. Uh, it wasn't a home run derby, but yeah, yeah it's, nothing was nothing was like uh, Colorado with San Diego. Ninety-two runs in the four-game series. Uh, that is a that was the most in ninety years. In a four-game series. Yeah, just watching the game yesterday or following it along, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I follow almost every game. It's like, okay, Padres scored three runs in the top of the first. 
And then there was the weird water lane, water line delay in the bottom of the first where a lot of people said that messed with, uh, I can't even say this guy's last name too well, Mark Suvis. Or, um, and then he gave up six March runs vicious, in the bottom yeah. of the first. It, and it was like six to three after one. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. So, <laughs> All right, we got uh, Cleveland and Texas. Mike Clevenger makes his return from the DL finally against Texas. But, you know, this is tough for him. Uh, you know, maybe you don't know what kind of length he's going to get. Uh, only 8,700 on DraftKings. You know, he's been out for a while. Uh, Lance Lynn, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland's been hitting well over the weekend. Maybe you consider a few lefty bats. J- Jason Kipnis actually went yard yesterday with his third home run. Take a chance at the tournament. He, he stays hot. And he's only 2,700 on DraftKings events. Francisco Lindor is uh, 5,200. As well, uh, you can get uh, Leonis Martin for only uh, 3500 so you might uh, turn to Cleveland for some hitters there. But uh, I wouldn't go with Clevenger, and I'd probably avoid uh, the bats of, uh, of, of Texas. And uh, Hunter Pence suffered a groin injury yesterday, so probably won't be available. We'll have to wait and see if he's going on the DL. Now, I know Clevenger had a couple uh, minor league starts. I just wonder how stretched out he's going to be. That's the only thing you're always worried about. But I'm sure every other uh, DFS player is in that same boat. So he could be a a great GPP target here, especially pitching in a hitter's park. And as you said, Texas will be down probably their best all-around player for the season, which is kind of remarkable considering it's 2019. And we're saying that about Hunter Pence. but on the other side, I like Lance Lynn. He's been really good, and he's striking out batters. He is kind of expensive at 9300 on FanDuel, but look at his last five starts. These are in order from recent to oldest, 8, 8, 7, 10, 11 strikeouts. And, yes, two of those were against Seattle, which is striking out a lot. But his last start was against the Red Sox in Fenway, and he went six innings with eight strikeouts, three earned runs, and six hits. That's a – quality start for him there um if i move off Chirinos because of weather and other reasons it may be to win hmm. i just feel like with lynn like he's overachieving right now do you do you share that opinion yeah that's very true he's sort of like a miley like that but the difference is he's striking out batters and he's a little bit younger and i think he has a little bit more oomph in his fastball so that's why he's getting the strikeouts but you're right he probably is pitching over his head a little bit but on the other side i mean how many years ago was he was the ace of a pretty good cardinal staff uh that was probably like 2015 so it wasn't a million years ago but yeah that you have to wonder if there's some smoke and mirrors involved here well you know looking at, at the advanced statistics uh you know, you always want to see if those those are indicators that Lynn's really pitching over his head. But, uh, you know, like you said, it was just a few it was just a few years ago that he was a, a pretty good pitcher right. for the Cardinals. But then all of a sudden, he started falling apart. And injuries, injuries, etc. Uh, you know, right now he's got a four thirty. He's got a four forty ERA. And the XFIP is only 395, so I, I could be wrong on Lance Lynn, at least looking at the advanced statistics. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out tonight. We'll be talking tomorrow morning. We'll see how Lance Lynn did. Now, he is a little pricey, and there actually is a, another pitcher coming up that I know you like, 
that may be cheaper and that may be our cash game. But let's 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 move on to the next game, probably. <laughs> okay, you're listening to the Wind Daily podcast for Monday, June seventeenth, with uh, Scott Engel and Mark Paquette. Uh, we're here every day. Don't forget to check out our premium, uh, our new premium gold as well, uh, you know, which also features our Slack coaching channel, where you can actually uh, talk personally to all of our experts uh, throughout the day, including Mark, and we give out some great monkey knife fight picks as well. Uh, the Red Sox are at the Twins. We got Porcello against Jose Barrios. Uh, Barrios is uh, 10,300 uh, on DraftKings, and Porcello is 7,000. I'd love to attack Porcello with some of these Minnesota bats. Uh, Max Kepler's 50, but you got to pray for them. Max Kepler's 5,400. Jorge Polanco is 4,800. Eddie Rosario's 4,800. Uh, Jason Castro, if he's in the lineup, he's, he's 4,200 as well. So you're going to have to pay if you want to stack. With Barrios, this is a tough lineup. So uh, I don't think I want to go cash game here. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, really good matchup. The Red Sox, as I wrote about, seemingly are going pretty well right now, but then you got to take into consideration they just won three games against the Orioles, who are pretty hapless. Um, so, but I do remember that the Red Sox hit really well at Target Field. It was four years ago, about this time, I remember because I, I went to my brother's bachelor party and we were watching the Red Sox and the Twins and the Red Sox really mashed the Twins over that series. And, and the guy who did most of the damage. So if you don't want to go any sort of Red Sox mini stack, but it's just a one off, look for Xander Bogart. He, he's always hit really well at target field. Um, so I'm going to try to find a way to get him in my lineup. But like you said, the Twins, holy cow, are they on fire? It's, it's, they're priced up because of how many home runs they've hit, but where do you go? This is sort of a very deep lineup where they're batting like Jonathan Scoop, like uh, I always say that name wrong. Uh, eight oh, or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that's a very deep and powerful lineup. Rick Porcello has actually pitched better at home than he does on the road. But at $7,000, if you want to go with GPP and hope that he returns to his Cy Young ways of a couple of years ago, I'm not going to argue with you. But, no, he's definitely not a cash-worthy pitcher, even at that price. Miami at St. Louis, Elijah Hernandez against Miles Mikolas. Uh, you can't stack Marlins, but uh, you have to attack Mikolas where you can with, uh, with, with, with any bat. Curtis Granderson's only 3400 you know, maybe that's uh, that's somebody you consider right there. Garrett Cooper, you know, ignore the split. Maybe uh, still spend the to forty five hundred. And then you know, there's some cardinal bats they really woke up over the weekend uh, that you want to consider. Colton Wong is one that I like over forty. He's with forty one hundred. Dexter Fowler four thousand. Uh, maybe no stacks here. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt starting to heat up again though. Uh, Homer for just the fourth time. Uh, I believe that. Uh, I believe this month, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, scratch that. It, I think uh, it was just his second homer this month for Paul Goldschmidt, but uh, he's only at 3,900 and he is a value with a, with a good matchup. Wow, that's really affordable in DraftKings. Usually you see the, the, the batter's price is at least $1,000 more in DraftKings than FanDuel. On FanDuel, he's still a good value at 3,500, but 3,900 on, on DraftKings, that's basically giving you a free spot there. Um, the guy 
another guy that I was looking to you for arms that you had told me that he's better at home is Mikolas because he's extremely affordable on FanDuel at only I think he's only seven he's seven thousand as well same price as Marcelo but he just hasn't been good uh, and and if the interesting thing both of these starters are facing the same team that they went against the last time out obviously in Miami as compared to in St Louis tonight but. I just wonder how that plays a role. Because I was looking at the, the Miami pitcher, too. Hernandez. He pitched pretty good in his debut, and I was wondering if there would be any interest in there at 6,100 on duel, But I don't know. And the way you make it sound is like St. Louis's bats have woken up, and Miami is pesky when it comes to their bats. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this might be a game to avoid, ultimately, as we talk yeah. it through. San Francisco's at Los Angeles. The rivalry resumes. Uh, Tyler Beatty definitely one to attack uh, against Kenta Maeda. Uh, this is a good spot to use Maeda. I, I really like him at 9,000 on DraftKings going against San Francisco at home. Uh, you know, some some bats to use here from, from the Dodgers. Uh, Cody Bellinger started heating up yesterday, hit his 23rd home run, in 397, 15 home runs and 33 RBIs at home. Alex Vertigo got a day off, so he should be back in the lineup, 354 with 18 RBIs. Uh, at home as well. So uh, you know, Max Muncy hit 291 with five home runs, 20 RBIs at home. Uh, Justin Turner, he's going cold, so he may not be widely owned, but he's 286 with six home runs and 19 RBIs at home. Russell Martin's even hitting uh, 269 at home, which is decent, and maybe you can use him for a punt play, uh, you know, if you really want to save some money and use a Dodger stack. He did have a big RBI yesterday. Yeah, wow, you really told me on some Dodger bats. I mean, I had been of the philosophy that they were sort of overvalued because of their huge April, but you're right. Some of them are starting to come around again. Bellinger, like you said, really starting to hit the ball with power over the last uh, seven days after. Not a bad May by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't the April that he had either. And as you said, I think the more I think about it, I want to use my Ada. Now, I know he's not as good as Ryu, and he's not having that season, and he's not Walker Bueller, but this is a guy who has really high ceiling. Um, just You go back four starts ago against, uh, again, another NL West opponent in the Padres. He had 66 fantasy points for FanDuel. Um, that potential is there tonight against San Francisco especially if they throw out a couple bats, uh, Pablo Sandoval, um, Stephen Dugar, that are a little bit more, strike out a little bit more than some of their replacements, like Solano at third plays occasionally. He doesn't strike out as much as Sandoval. So let's try to see if we can see Sandy, uh, San Francisco's lineup early and see if they have some of their high strikeout bats in there. Then we move on the American League, uh, Andrew Kashner, and the Orioles are in Oakland against Mike Fires, who I think, you know, this might actually be a good spot for him, especially at 7,700 on DraftKings against the Orioles at home. Uh, then maybe some Orioles bats here. Matt Olson's 4,800. Jerickson Profar is 3,900. Robbie Grossman maybe even take a crack uh, at 4,100. Uh, Matt Chapman's hitting 315 with 12 home runs and 22 RBIs at home. Uh, so, so maybe maybe a few Oakland sticks here. That's it was my first impression was 
I want to stack against Baltimore. Their bullpen is really bad. Coming after an extra inning game last night, even their best bullpen game, arm gave up a whole bunch of runs in the top of the 10th inning to the Red Sox. Um, yeah, a lot of Oakland bats are in play. Now, the issue is Andrew Kashner hasn't been horrible, but he's been consistent in giving up three, four, five runs, and then you get to the bullpen, and you can really do some damage. So I guess my question is, is what bats do I want to use? The first bat that sticks out to me is, is Chris Davis. He's really starting to swing a hot bat. Um, yeah, he homered Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and then he homered on the 11th against Tampa, and then the day after that, which I watched the game because I was out to eat with my wife for lunch. That was an afternoon game. He missed a home run that was a double off defense. He is a very streaky power hitter. We saw in April where he hit, like, I think it was 11 homers in a span of seven days or something like that. We can hope that he's starting to get into that groove. And if you believe so, surround him with some other bats. Like you said, uh, Olton is very affordable, 3400 on FanDuel. Um, Loriano in center field, only 2800 on FanDuel. So you can get some Oakland bats to hopefully get into that Baltimore weak bullpen and do some damage. Milwaukee at San Diego, Yoli Chassin returning to San Diego against Joey Lachese, who you might like at home, but not against these Milwaukee bats. Uh, you know, maybe you even go contrarian here and use a Milwaukee bat or two. Uh, you, but uh, you do have to pay for him. Uh, but Ryan Braun's only 4300 I just might avoid there uh, altogether. But on the other side, uh, Chassin, maybe you like a few Padres bats. Hunter Renfro right now is second in the majors at homers, uh, hitting 4900 I don't care about a lefty-righty split. Greg Garcia coming off of a big game on Sunday. He's only 3700 He's hit. He's a lefty. Uh, I don't know if I would spend for Eric Hosmer at 4400 but uh, I will take a shot on Fran Reyes uh, at 4200 So maybe a few Padres bats here as well. Interesting science experiment is to watch how these Padre bats adjust back to life of non-cores. Um, generally, the theory is is that you p- use pitchers against teams that leave cores, but that didn't work out so well last time when the Cubs left uh, cores and, and went into Ch- uh, L.A. and won their first game of this. No, it wasn't L.A. It was I think it was actually San Diego they went to, and they, they scored some runs their first game outside of cores. But that's a theory get to watch it in action tonight to see how San Diego bats react to non-cores environment. They yeah. certainly scored a, a bazillion runs over the weekend, including four runs in the top of the ninth to steal that game yesterday. But yeah, my favorite possible one-off, and this is going to sound so like non, it doesn't make, it, you don't have to be a genius to do that. Use Yellick against the lefty tonight, he will be supremely underowned in a pitcher's park against a lefty-lefty split, but he really doesn't struggle too much against lefties. All right, uh, moving along to the final game of the tonight. It is Seattle uh, going on the road. It's uh, actually at home hosting the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Danny Duffy is somebody I know Jason Mizrahi is going to consider because for some reason he thinks Duffy's a good pitcher. Uh, even though we have, even though last time out he looked decent, uh, you know, 
Duffy 7,500 against Seattle, which has started to trade off some pieces. But they, they still got some hitting pieces there. Malik Smith homered yesterday. They still have Domingo Santana. D. Gordon had a triple yesterday. So I probably wouldn't be using Duffy. Uh, I will use some Seattle Mariner bats against uh, against Tommy Malone uh, for sure. D. Gordon's hitting 405 at home. And uh, you also have Tom Murphy, who's hitting 298 with three home runs, seven RBIs. At home as well, Malik Smith has started to heat up as, as I've said, you know he has seven stolen bases at home. Domingo Santana has five home runs, fourteen RBIs, at home. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna consider. Uh, actually, I did that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm being dyslexic here. I have to go with the other side. I gotta go with. <laughs> sorry, I have to go with some Royals bats here. Uh, Wood Merrifield, forty five hundred. Uh, Alberto Mondesi is uh, only uh, 4,500 as well. You know, I might even consider, you know, as crazy as it might sound and probably not the most popular to do, uh, is uh, a royal stack. Uh, Jorge Bonifacio is uh, not somebody I consider, but Chesler Cuthbert has actually been hitting a little since he came back. He's hitting 333 on the road. Uh, Nicky Lopez is hitting 321 on the road. Uh, Mondesi's hitting 269 with 10 steals uh, on the road. And, of course, you always got to consider Alex Gordon, even though he's kind of cooled off. Yeah, and he'll be <laughs> battling the lefty-lefty matchup, so we'll have to make sure he's in the, the lineup there. But, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even know, though. It's it would, yeah. would, Does it matter lefty-lefty against Tommy Malone? Well, yeah, Tommy Malone, has. you don't think of him as a good pitcher. There's no doubt about it. Um, over his last couple starts – Six innings pitched last time, three year in runs. That's about the time before five and a third. Maybe I'm overshooting here with this Royal stack and just not respecting Tommy Malone enough. And it's it's a hitter's park. See, I think you have to take that into consideration. I'm not opposed to that because I think Malone could get blown up at any time. It's just that he yeah. hasn't really gotten blown up yet. So maybe, so maybe more of a tournament play. Yeah. 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 Tournament play for Kansas City bats. They're a late game. They will go supremely under-owned. So if you think they have a good shot at blowing up, put them in a GPP and see what happens. All right. Uh, your three favorite pitchers of the night. Well, I think it's going to be, man, <laughs> first glance it was Torrenos just to get the savings. But the weather is going to be risky. So that is probably one guy that I may or may not use. Probably the safest guy for me is going to be Maeda. He's going to be my cash pitcher at 8600 on FanDuel. Then if you're going to have to get me a third, I'm going to pay up a little bit more than him for Lance Lynn at 9300 Yeah, stacks-wise, I'm probably going Dodgers are definitely the top stack. Uh, then after that, uh, maybe the Angels uh, and the, the, o- the Oakland Bats. Uh, San Diego is something I'm considering on the outside as well. Thanks a lot for listening to the Win Daily Podcast for uh, June 17th, 2019. Don't forget to get our premium gold package, upgrade, and get access to all our great projections and tools. Thanks a lot from Scott for Scott Engel and Mark Paquette. We'll, uh, we'll see you again, and I uh, hope you check us out on our Slack channel, and we hope you cash tonight.